What's going on, y'all? Listen, great news. Jimmy Butler trade is official. Official. All right, this is Follow the Podcast, top of the week. Talk about some things. First, we talk about the Sixers and the next move. We got Jimmy Butler. All right, so we got Jimmy Butler. And on my Thursday Sixer podcast, we'll get more into the Sixers, you know, ways of, you know, draft to the games. And they really had a game. We'll talk about that more on Thursday Sixer podcast. We'll break down game by games. But just talk about the main things. Top of the week talks about the most important thing. Let's talk about what's going to happen with the Sixers now. Okay. We know they're elite team. But let's just talk about what they're going after. Cal Corbin's been circling and trade and not trade rumors once again. They, they remain interested. He's a, a dead eye shooter. They need shooters on this team. Brett Brown came from an organization where you had the way he plays, the way San Antonio plays: shooters, defense, good passing. So it's big. Courtney Lee's another one. Courtney Lee's another one. Um, he's a shooter, you know, uh, defender. Can play ball, and they love the shooters. And then you got the Trevor Ariza. It's, it's a supposed rumor about a buyout could happen, and they could go for Trevor Ariza. Then, you know, you know the Carmelo thing coming out. Now they, there was something coming out where somebody said a Sixers source said they're not going after Carmelo. Well, that doesn't mean they're not interested. They're just not going after Carmelo. I mean, it's not. In their plans right now. They're looking at other shooters, looking at other people, so he's not at the top of the list. But Carmelo is waiting. Sixers were after they were after him in trade. They, they when he was a free agent, they were one of the teams that were after him. But don't come to me and tell me that the Sixers now are not interested in him. Sixers like to keep a lot of stuff quiet because Jimmy Butler was also after they said Ben Simmons and Joel B. They was like, Oh, we don't want Jimmy Butler. We don't look, we're not interested. This this is what was said. They didn't say that we don't want him. They said we're not interested. On the six that they're not interested in the star is clearly hot. That means they're making preparations and analyzing things and seeing where else they could go. But he's in there. Carmelo's in there. He was in there just like Carl Corver. Cal Corver, you might have thought those talks was over, right? No. Um another um rumors came out that the Sixers are interested in some Wizards guys, the guys from the Washington Wizards, Kelly Aubrey, Jeff Green, Marcus Moore. So they all could be good. Pieces. Pieces that can score, which is big. You know, you get a Kelly Aubrey. He's a guy that can shoot from the outside. He's a scorer. He's a one-and-done guy from Kansas. Definitely a big-time talent. Uh, Jeff Green, miracle story, man. I think what he went through, he's still been one of the best, uh, one, of, one of the most effective and productive players in, um, on, the, on the team when he's there. So he would be another guy, another vet that would add a good. Now the Sixers are looking at vets. Because when you get an ultimate vet, now you can really bring people here to play. They, you know what I mean? Like, Philadelphia's put their stock up. Okay, um, uh, Marcus Morris. His brother plays for, um, I mean, Markeith. My fault. Markeith. Um, look at Markeith. And I feel like. That um, you know, one of the Morris twins are always good players. Um, and that will add up another power forward. That will add another power forward. You get Marquise, there's another guy that can come in there and play a game 
and and really be a contributor. He's a vet and he's a Philly guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying you bring a Philly guy back to Philly, that's big. That's big. Right now, you look at um so many different scenarios for uh, how the Sixers are going to be. I mean, and if people talk about Carmelo, listen, man, Carmelo is Carmelo. I mean, Carmelo, there's nothing wrong. Okay, you're talking about Denver. Denver, you could talk about Milo being who he wanted to be. He just wanted, didn't want to be there. He might have been a little bit of cancer in the locker room. Carmelo was, you know, he had his problems in Denver. New York, it wasn't the same thing. I don't know where everybody getting all this speculation. In New York, it was never like that. Now, he didn't get along with Phil. Well, that's it. How is he a cancer? He's never been a cancer in New York. Denver, I might, you know, try to come to terms with y'all on that young Carmelo, arrogant Carmelo. You know, Carmelo now has been an Olympian that one of the most accomplished Olympian basketball players to ever play. So if he couldn't, if he was a cancer in the locker room, he would never, ever be included on the U.S. team. He would never, he would be definitely talked about by all teammates. So everybody needs to pump their brakes on what they think they know about Carmelo. This is the media. I mean, I give you the real facts when I see people don't like the real facts. They like the majority of what people put out there because it's excitement, entertainment. Carmelo's a cancer. Everybody, everybody tags on to that. And when they tag on to it, other people decide to agree with it. It's crazy. Um, Carmelo is a good player, Hall of Famer. When he went to OKC, it just didn't fit in. It wasn't a cancer in the locker room thing. He didn't fit in. Like, you know, Paul George and Westbrook dominated the ball. It, and uh, all that, it didn't fit in. But that wasn't even the issue, you know. I just that's just me talking. I'm just giving you an example of how media people do. They give you their opinions and they put them out there, and other people tag on to them. The real issue was his contract. You're not going to sit there with all this, all this money that you got to pay Melo, and you can't sign nobody else. That just didn't make no sense. And he wasn't going, you know, come restructure no contract, come back. No, he wanted that contract. So. Let's let's pertain to other things. Let, let's pertain to other things. Let's pertain to the next scenario, which is the Rockets. Y'all want to know what happened? He don't like his role. Listen, the team is losing, and he's not getting the opportunity to try to help this team. You know, they're not letting him play his game. When you can't play your game, that's a little different. And if you look at the teams he's been with, from Denver, he's the main guy. New York, he's the main guy. He goes to OKC, he's the third guy. Okay. But on that team, you don't have a two-point guard. You don't have a big man that can, you know, do the things that can take away from uh, uh, the, the, the attention away from Carmelo. You don't have a, you know, you look at, if you had a point guard and a big man that was elite, if you had like a um, Carl Anthony Towns and a Damian Lillard, it'd be a whole different, Scenario: You got an elite big man, elite point guard. You need that for Carmelo because he's going to hit shots. So you need somebody to make up for that in the post. Boom. So then you look at the uh, the scenario now, and that's it. I mean, he just wants to have a bigger role on the team and be able to play his game. Philly wouldn't take it away from him at all, as long as you can shoot. We're looking for guys. It's people talking about Markel Fultz not shooting jump shots and stuff. He's going to shoot those. 
He can shoot a three-pointer. Carmelo Anthony's not a, a marksman. He's a scorer, so he's going to hit some three-pointers. He's going to be a guy you can't leave out there. But his mid-range game, ISO game, that man will kill. Man, Ben Simmons will feed him the rock. And then you got Embiid in the inside with Butler and Kamar Kale. He wouldn't have to worry about nothing. Just being a powerful play inside. Play that mid-range game that we need so bad. That, that can, that can t- He's 6'10". Carmelo can shoot over people. He wouldn't have to do so much work. He would, be, he would be an excellent weapon with Philadelphia. Excellent weapon. You wouldn't have to worry about no personality because Jimmy Butler there is a great culture. And they're not going to take away from his game. Okay? You got four other players that are going to get the ball also. So Anthony would be perfect at power forward. You put Jimmy at small, put Embiid at the center. You put Markel at the two. You put Ben at the one. And, and look at that. Look at that team. You're going to have Jimmy being the, the, the dead Boy, the dead ball score because he's a he's an animal at scoring. So he's gonna do he score from three point line. He should normal thirty eight percent from the field. You get Jimmy scoring twenty one points a game. You know five and five, five rebound, five assists type guy. He's gonna go up with Joel Embiid being attention all brought to him. But some Carnthy Towns didn't do. He's not Joel Embiid. He's not that type of monster. Ben Simmons, a six ten point guard, matchup problem. He'll get to do what he wants to do, then give it to an ISO Anthony and give it to a. a, a Score at all floors and, and uh, Butler, you know, they're going to tear people up because that's what they do. I mean, Melo was scoring 13 and 5 this year. He had big games this year with, with the, he almost hit 30 points with uh, Houston. You put him where he don't have to be. Right now, Houston, he's looking at the third eye, regardless if he's on the bench or not, because he's Carmelo Anthony. You go over there now, there's already three guys doing it, which also takes the pressure off Markel Folks. And those two guys will thrive more than anybody. Fultz and Anthony. Like, this team will be hard to beat. It'll be very hard to beat. Talk about his defense. Listen, what those guys can make up for on defense, he can't. Because Iverson wasn't a great he, – he got steals. Okay? He, he'll even tell you. Those guys made up on defense what he didn't do on defense. So, th- their whole team will make up for that. All right? Let's go to the next subject. The Eagles. Oh, man. Listen. I'm a, um, we got to be a little bit real right now. With Ronald Darby's out for the season, Derrick Barnett's out for the season. Um, I'm missing somebody. JSI, right? Sproles been hurt. It's been, these injuries have been like catching at the wrong, like last year, Philly dealt with him, but you know, two years in a row, I don't think anybody can deal with that. I don't think anybody can deal with that. Um, it's real hard to deal with, matter of fact. I mean, but they did last year, and now this year it's just tearing them apart. Tearing them apart. Um, Cowboys got their win, man. I was impressed. Cowboy team looked a little hungry. Um, but you look at what Philadelphia did. You know, Carson Wentz, 32 for 44, 360 yards, um, two touchdowns, 102.5 rate. He did his thing. I mean, he had an unbelievable game. I mean, he really did. Josh Adams, seven rushes for 47 yards. Why you didn't feed this man the ball? 29-yard run that he did. He's ready. He's hungry. I just feel like they don't trust their running game. I think that's a big Achilles here, not like they did before. They really 
ran and, and mixed it up in the running game. They didn't do it. And I think they might have saw something for the second week in a row that Josh Adams brings. He brings it big. Last two last two weeks, he has um, had 16 rushes for 108 yards. 108 yards. He had nine rushes, 61 yards against uh, Jacksonville. Real good defensive team. He had seven rushes, 47 yards against another impressive defensive team, which Dallas does have an impressive defense now. Um, get this man the ball. I don't know what they're even waiting for. I really don't. Zach Gertz had 14 catches for 145 yards. This man's a beast. He's the best tight end in football, hands down. Everybody just shut up. That's it. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had five catches for 83 yards. And uh, Al- Alshon Jeffrey had four receptions for 48 yards. Jordan Matthews had three catches for 40 yards. And Wendell Smallwood had three receptions for 30 yards. It, um, I think it was just a good game. I think Golden Tate should have got more involved. But as you can see, that really proves that Golden Tate is not meshing to the offense quick yet. And um, that's all that is. They, they tried to definitely give him some touches, you know, definitely had some touches. And the, uh, on the defense, Nigel Brady once again having a great season, 10 tackles. Uh, Rossell Douglas had eight total tackles. And not only that, Michael Bennett had two sacks. Chris Long had three tackles, half a sack. Fletcher, um, Fletcher Cox had a good game. Avante Max had four tackles. This has seen more happen. Four, four tackles for Corey Graham, pass defense. Um, Ronald Darby was having an exceptional game until he went down. All right, Brandon Graham had a great game. Three quarterback hits, half a sack. He has been. He he showed who he is in that game. Uh, people be like, you know, where is he at? He's nowhere. He's he's been there. Okay. Uh, three tackles and attack and a tackle for a loss for Haluli Nada. I mean, listen. Once once Darby went out, that took took away everything. We could have definitely shut them down. They would have had sixteen points. They wouldn't have had nothing the second half. Darby was there. That's how big he was. Dallas had one focal point on on, on the receiving field, and that was Cooper. And with him being opened up and being able to do what he wanted, everybody else would too. So it just takes away when a big playmaker goes down for Philly. It takes away. Um, Philly is is a elite team still, but what you don't understand is that they're going through so many changes this year, injuries, so many. Uh, the depth is a little different. Next week, the Saints. Then they got the Giants, and they got the Redskins. They got the Cowboys. Philly gonna make a run for the for the Super Bowl. If they're gonna make a run for the Super Bowl, they gotta make a run now. They gotta make a run now. Um, they gotta go ahead and just put the clamps on. We gotta put the clamps on. They have to. They have to be the type of team that, you know, makes things happen. It got to be the type of team that makes things happen and makes a streak happen. So, um, Eagles have to use Golden Tate more, have to figure out now. So, um, it's, it's, Philly has to make this happen right now. If it's going to be a Super Bowl run. I think they could still catch up and get to Dallas and get to the – he's still wide open, man. He lost, hey, whatever. But we'll see what happens. Um, 
I'm getting news now. LeBron James nearly cracked, almost cracked during Lakers' early struggles. And um, like he knew he was getting himself into. Of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. He knew exactly what he was getting himself into. Um, the Lakers don't have a team that really is. It's not like any team you've ever been with. Bunch of young bucks, bunch of young hungry guys. But when you when you got to get experience and chemistry with your team, it's a little different. You got to have chemistry and experience. You don't have chemistry and experience. You are not going to solidify yourself as a team. And that's what he got Tyson Chandler for, which was a brilliant move. Ex-NBA champion, of course. Tyson Chandler beat the Miami Heat when they had LeBron James. So he know what he about. So that's big there. Uh, there were a lot of offers for Jimmy Butler. A lot of offers for Jimmy Butler. Um, Eric Gordon was offered for Jimmy Butler. Um. Nico Meritich in the first round of the Pelicans trying to get Jimmy Butler. You know, they want, they're trying their best to keep Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is gone. I mean, anytime you put something out there, okay, I'll choose the Celtics to Sixers, which is really trade crazy right now because if they get now with Jimmy Butler, they could probably try to reel him in. You know, the Lakers are going to go after him. The Celtics are going to go after him. It's going to be a big thing when he, I mean, he's going to leave. When that comes out like that, you might as well cancel Christmas. Why don't y'all think about a trade? If I would have heard that and I was the Pelican general manager, I'd have been thinking about a trade right now. Who wants him? Because y'all not going to keep him. I mean, this man bought a house out in L.A., okay? And now he got Boston, Philly, and the Lakers as his contenders to sign him. I just know that's big, man. That's super big. If the Sixers could get him somehow, which, nah. You're not going to be able to get him, have Jimmy Butler. and That's just too much money. There's no way in the world, unless you sign him to a one-year deal, get a championship, and let him float like like DeMarcus Cousins. Like The only reason the Warriors got DeMarcus Cousins is because he took a straight player price. <laughs> he took a player deal. He just, I want to get a championship, y'all. I don't care what's going on. Give me a ring. And people hating on Cousins because he went for a ring. That's, that's, that's I'm sorry, y'all. Excuse my friend. That's punk. It's a bunch of punks. Are y'all some punks? How you hate on DeMarcus Cousins? Because he going for a ring. That's a bunch of punks. Period. Um, let's even attain to the um the normal thing, which is Bryce Harper to the Phillies. Now, listen, y'all. I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm going to tell you like this. This is big business, big news. Because he's coming. It's like LeBron James to the Lakers. This is the same scenario. I mean, I was thinking Philly. He had him in the clutches. But in this in this type of scenario, there is no other people that he's like, okay, I'm going to just into Washington. He's already turned down Washington. LeBron James gave Cleveland a chance, Houston, and Philly. All right? He's not giving nobody a chance. I mean, he's going to see people, and people are catering to him and this and that. But it seems like there's no contenders. Philly's been the clear contender for Bryce Harper. Manny Mikado, stop crying. Philly, how are we supposed to be this tough city, but y'all mad because this guy a little tough. That's what Philly needs. They love Mikado. They chanting for Mikado. Quit acting like he's some Catholic school. Stop it. Stop it. 
Manny Mikado is a Philly guy. Carmelo Anthony, Philly guy. They tough. They want to win. They want to be involved. There's no cancer and beating up people. And talk. Jimmy Butler's got finished talking crazy to Cat and got finished talking crazy to Andrew Wiggins. Everybody, now they embracing him because he in Philly. There was some people talking mess. Shut up. Shut up. You cannot boo people at the game, throw batteries, throw rocks, put people in courthouses. But you, you sitting here mad because Jimmy Butler is a tough guy. Stop it. It's Philadelphia. Stop it. Can't be punks now. Can't be punks when you decide to be a punk. We got tough guys. You tough guys in the city. Let's rock. All right? Now, Bryce Harper, we don't know the time when he's going to sign with Philly, but we know he's going to sign something big, one of the biggest contracts in baseball. And then Philly got the money, too, to sign Mikado, too. So I think Philly's definitely going after both guys. There's no question about it. Let's put it all to the side. They're also going at the pitcher, Craig Kimbrell. They try to get him to trade. We'll see that happen. All right, now, listen. Um, been great talking. I just want to give y'all a quick scoop. Go in on some news. Uh, follow the leader, Twitter. Follow me on Instagram and like my page on Facebook. I got plenty of stuff going on. I got VU Sports articles coming. I got Stock Rides articles coming. I got NBA Draft from Prospect Watches coming. About to go crazy. I put in much work, crazy work. Shout out to my guy, Rod Hampton, RJ Hampton's father, one of the top players in the country. Had a good talks with him. Um, Talking about how good RJ has been, he's talked. He's been real good, um, back and forth, being a, a two-way player. This man's a machine. He's ready to dominate. And we also talked about, you know, the one and done situations. Which, hey, they're not going nowhere, man. They're not. RJ's one of those guys. He's gonna be in the lottery. He's gonna be a top five, top ten guy in this great exclusive 2021 class. He is going to be a superstar, the smoothest shooter, him and Johnny Juzang, smoothest shooters in the country for 2020. And one of them will be recruited by Villanova, Johnny Juzang, okay? Um, super, super great things going on for this squad, for this team, and um, and, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I also talked to RJ about who was after uh, who, I talked to uh, RJ's pop who was after him and he said Kentucky calls him every day Memphis calls him every day um, Kansas calls him every day every single day they call him so you know um, it's real big listen take a break real quick y'all be back in just a few minutes Okay, I'm back, y'all. Um, like I said, we go back to R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton is has Kentucky, Memphis, and Kansas. They after him hard. So that's the guys. And, you know, Jalen Green is his boy. They're after Jalen and R.J. at the same time. So it's big. I talked to Marcus Green about Jalen and Memphis. We know Merlin has stepped in there somewhere. Kentucky trying to put a pitch in there, Jalen Green. But it's Memphis. Says Memphis, Marcus told me his stepfather Marcus said he calls him every day. He checks on uh, his wife Bree. He checks on the family. The Memphis is and Jalen Green is Memphis to lose right now, in my opinion. Not saying nobody can't step in there. Not saying Kentucky, Duke, or Villanova can't step in there and get him, but Memphis is on it right now. Right as of right now, it's just Memphis to lose. I think they've done a great job with the Green family. And every time I call, it's always Memphis. So, 
it's real big right now. Uh, Jalen Green is playing point guard this year for uh, St. Crown Memorial um, in California. He's going to play point guard. He's, he's, he's up to his game to be a point point guard, and I think that'll be make him even more better because he'll have the ball in his hands all the time, and he'll probably have a 30-point a game season this year. Um, R.J. Hampton is going to be an even better player. Like I said, talking to his father, he's a real God-fearing kid, strong kid, and he's a warrior. He has a great family base around him, between his mom and his pop, Ride. Shout out to Ride, shout out to Hampton, and shout out to Marcus Green. I just feel like these kids are surrounded by great people, and they will make things happen. We will see if Villanova gets in with Jalen Green and R.J. Hampton. I've always said R.J. Hampton is perfect for Villanova because he's a shooter, and they love shooters, guys who can hit from anywhere on the court and then play defense, and he would be perfect for Villanova. Uh, Jalen Green be perfect for anybody. <laughs> anybody. He can adjust to any part of the game. He can shoot on you. He can dunk on you. We'll just see. I, I've been told, like I say, uh, assistant coach George Halkovich told me that they were going to recruit Jalen. Told me a long time ago. Told me before Jim, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Robinson Earl even committed. He told me that. He told me that before Brian Antoine even committed. Once everything settled down in 2019, they are going to recruit Jalen Green. So, We'll see how things happen between the programs. We'll see how that goes. Um, going to be something big. All right, now, y'all, um, I'm out. Follow later. Just want to give y'all a quick, quick, quick top of the week. What's going on? What's, what's big? Um, shout out to Dez Bryant. I know he's hurt. It's an unfortunate situation. And Ronald Dark being out for the year is big. He was going to have to sign another corner. Going to have to bring somebody up. Uh, Devontae Bosby, I think, I get some time. That cornerback. We'll see what happens, but the Eagles are going to make a run. I'm out, y'all. Follow me.